uh, and, and uh, somebody mentioned Oprah because I'm going to bring up, see, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, it's like, I know y'all love her and all that other shit, but it's for me, I've, okay, well, I'm, I'm glad you're hip to it because I've checked, I've checked out, I know you do, you're gone because the media, yeah, but I'm not into it. I can't get ready for it because I've checked her out and Oprah's gotten on my fucking nerves. I'm seriously. No, fuck that. Fuck Montel. He don't count. I'm talking about Oprah. Montel is in the military, and let's be realistic, the nigga don't count. Oprah counts, and fuck that bitch. She's getting on my nerves. Because you know what? I, I went back on Oprah. I've been following her up and shit. Fuck that fat, skinny bitch. I don't like her. Because I remember when Barbara Walters, you know that old nosy-ass bitch, old whole slut, prostitute Barbara Walters who tried to fuck Farrakhan. I ain't stupid. The bitch had Farrakhan on her show. The bitch wanted some dick. You saw the show. The bitch is a hoe. I'm sorry. I don't know about the space program, but I know when somebody's trying to catch. I might have been born yesterday, but I stayed up all night, goddammit. That bitch was trying to catch. <laughs> Talking that shit. Oh, your skin and all the show shit. This bitch was trying to fuck. Barbara's a hoe. Let's be realistic. <laughs> she get Farrakhan on her show and her ratings go through the roof. Arsenio has him on his show, and Arsenio loses his fucking show. Fuck the bullshit. Because he's black by association. He's bad. He's guilty by association. She's innocent because she's white till you prove that bitch guilty. You know, fuck that. Fuck Barbara. Because Barbara interviewed Oprah, and I know it was a setup question. They talked about it before the camera was on. Because do you remember this shit? Because first she went to Oprah's house, put her feet up on Oprah's couch. White people don't do that in niggas' couch. Oprah had a white couch. She let Barbara just put her feet up there. And Barbara come talking about, who remembers besides me? Barbara went, Oprah, uh, have you ever wanted to be white? And even if this was true, this bitch is alive. And Oprah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she said everything, but y'all yeah, Miss Barbara. Miss Barbara Yaza. <laughs> and if Barbara Walters would ask Lena, that Lena would have had all them teeth that might say, Bob, honey, why? Why would I want to be white, Bob? <laughs> and look white. Honey, what a ridiculous question. Barbara, are you on drugs, honey? <laughs> but not Oprah. <laughs> Yaza, Miss Barbara Yaza. That shit was tired. Now, who remembers it besides me? Didn't that shit go down? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Open and done all kind of shit that pisses me off. She know too fucking much. She try to top you. Whatever you do on her show, she's in done. I just, this bitch gonna do everything. <laughs> Oprah, I, I have a foot growing through my stomach. It's open. I got two feet growing in my... She gonna always top your ass. Oprah, I died. I came... I died too. I... Oprah, I saw God this morning. I was with him all night. Come on, Oprah. Can't top this bitch. That's why I was glad when Roseanne Barr, you know, crazy, fickle-ass Roseanne fucking Barr, because they found her dead this morning. Did you read about it? Found her dead in a motel. But the bitch got up. She's fickle. She didn't know. She just got up. Don't even know how to die and stay dead. <laughs> And she say some crazy shit, don't she? Come on, she used to sell pussy. Did you read that shit? Bitch, my she used to sell pussy in between shows in the old days. That bitch ain't sold no fucking pussy. Tell me some shit I can believe, Rosette, that you was somewhere driving a truck, eating a sandwich, but don't tell me you was selling no pussy. Tell me some shit I can believe, bitch, that you was selling bean pies in Harlem, but don't tell me you was selling no motherfucking pussy, some outrageous shit that I can't even believe if I'm on acid. 
But she did come up with some shit that blew me away. And I can't make up no shit. I ain't this good. Somebody, she remembers her mother playing with her pussy. Somebody help me. That's what she said when she was six months old. That's a remembering bitch. Because I can't remember where I put my car keys 10 minutes ago. And she brought that shit on Oprah. And I said, good. And she cried. Remember she's on the show? She brought, I said, we got Oprah now. She ain't topping this six-month pussy shit. I said, bring it, bring it, Roseanne. And Roseanne brought all the Hollywood shit with it. <laughs> I said, cry, bitch, cry. Bye-bye. <laughs> I was six months old, and my mother played with my pussy. I remember. I said, we got Oprah. Shit, Oprah topped that shit. Oprah jumped right on it. <laughs> I remember, I remember when my mother tried to abort me. I held on. I held on. I said, God damn, Oprah. I held on. I remember. Looking at that drawer, like that's where all the incense is. So it's like, like we do have one that's like lavender. Burn that a lot. I you go to sleep. Relax, chill, sit back. Yeah, I give holding a bath and some lavender. Make him. What was from? Turn the beat up a little bit, bro. Oh no, no, no! I can't turn it up right now. Because when we talk, when I go to edit it, when we talk, I still turn it down. You alright, man? You, you good? Welcome, y'all, to another episode of Diapers and Haircuts. This is your boy, Los, a.k.a. Mr. Crop Circle himself. We lost a legend this week, right? Paul Mooney, right? My spirit animal. Right. Deep, man. Right? <laughs> so we're going to definitely touch on that. Um, but before we dive deep into the lineup of the show, we have the three amigos here at the DNH Islands. Say what's up to the people. Hey, everybody. It's your boy, Drew, your craft beer connoisseur. Um, yeah, man. Really, really r- rough week losing a comedy great, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, one thing I've learned, this is Marcel. Um, everybody wants to be a nigga, but nobody wants to be a nigga. Everybody wants to be a nigga. I'm saying, you know. And, you know, to make the triplet, you know, complete, the three musketeers, if you will. Some people might say that. I don't really <laughs> dig, <I only> <laughs> dig <laughs> with <laughs> that too much. But this is your boy, Los, a.k.a. Mr. Crop Circle himself, right? Um, so today we're going to talk about how do you even... Like put this in a nutshell. Is it? We we want to talk about men's health, but more specifically, black men's health. Black men's health, right? Right. Um, pretty much, we're going to roundtable discussion about Paul Mooney. Um, then probably you know go into men's health, and then we're going actually going to touch on Billy Porter a little bit as well too. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, so that's a new thing too. With that said, so like, let's just go ahead and get into it, Jen. So unfortunately, um, a comedy great, um, Paul Mooney died. Um, I think it was the age of 79, I believe. Yeah. Died, yeah. died of, a, of a heart attack. You know what's crazy is? I honestly didn't realize he was that old. Yeah. Like, Why not? Yeah. No I, I, no, I didn't realize he was that old. Yeah. Like, it, you know. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because um, when you think of Paul Mooney on, on the Chappelle show, you don't really 
Nah, he was old then. Yeah, I know. He was old, <laughs> I know, but I know, but yeah, he was in. Not sure how to drop, but no, they, they say black, black don't crack. So. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's why I said that. Okay. Um, black don't crack unless you want crack. That's, there's some truth to that. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> no argument there. So getting into Paul Mooney, um, so a lot of people who may not know who he is, he's a he was actually a writer for Richard Pryor. Yes, he did mm-hmm. majority of all. Pretty much seventy five percent of his material. Yeah, um, it's pretty much stuff from sat from his Saturday Night Lives, from Richard Pryor's uh, Live on the Sunset Strip, uh, Bicentennial Nigga. Uh, it's a something I said albums. Also, um, he even uh, was like one of the head writers for Richard Pryor's sketch comedy show back in the day. And those of you that might not know who Richard Pryor is, I hope you. Ooh, that's kind of hard to say, right? Yeah, I think um, everybody knows who Richard Pryor Richard is. Richard Pryor is revered as one of the greatest comics, if not the to greatest touch the comedian mic to ever touch the, stage. the mic. Yeah. Yes. Especially of an era as well, too. So yes. like, yes. for us right now, everybody would probably put Kevin Hart in that realm for our modern day era. No, but I get where you're going with that. Right now. No, like, no, last no, 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 no. Drew, I, Drew is right. No, no, no. Drew is right. You, you, Drew is right. Ch- Chappelle is, has, has been passed. Like, well, his well, time is gone. Well, not only that. No. See, Chappelle would be in my era. No. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, I don't think us, Kevin Hart's funny, but we can get on that later. Yeah, that, that's, continue that's what you're going. totally different. But pr- pretty much these transcending comics, right? Eddie Murphy is another one as well, too. Right. right? He probably took the realm yeah. after Richard yeah. Pryor. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's crazy that, you know, some people actually do do very well writing jokes for other people. Like, Dion Cola is another one. He's a mm-hmm. very good writer, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, and then, uh, Dion you know, Cola, and that's the one from Blackish? Is that yes. the Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 That motherfucker funny. Um, he writes a lot of jokes, like yeah. shit for Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. um, some other shows and stuff like that. But getting back to Mr. Mooney, when Mr. Mooney donned the stage, he was, you know seem to be very fucking offensive because he would <laughs> seem to be he would go he would cross the line like habitually as Chappelle would say definitely the 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 um the skit that we played before yes. you know you hear our voices right yeah. now that you know mm-hmm. that can kind of fall under cancel culture they can't say stuff like that kind of for sure kind of that is cancel culture <laughs> like you know but back then during that time it was funny but it was still offensive like yeah. it like there was no sugarcoating his jokes like he was real raw abrasive with his jokes and yeah, as you should be. he was intentionally trying to make white people who come to his shows get feel up and leave. uncomfortable no not feel uncomfortable get up and leave i don't think he was trying to do that oh I feel like he was, no, 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 he no 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 i feel like that's if you could, did joe if that's, you got a joke mooney. to tell you should be able to tell it in front of anybody i mean but that's paul mooney's objective yeah, like his, you know his main objective is and when he see the white people yes that sounds like a, a detriment to your you know your act right because let's not be honest Black people aren't going to all your shows, right? Yes, they are. Majority of your shows is going to be for Mooney. No, for, no, for, no, for, for Mooney, Mooney. Yeah, only only. It, it black was people. primarily. Have you seen any of his live shows or anything I like that? I, I have. I have like, seen a few. I've I've watched and listened to absolutely everything when it comes to Mooney, and like he's called out white people for leaving. It's like, yeah, you better leave. Like stuff like that. He didn't I mean, give it's, a fuck. It's, you know what I mean? Nah. That was his thing. He was extremely pro-black, and he's Negro Domus. He like, felt like. <laughs> Black people, you know, were always held down and all that stuff, and he just wanted to speak it in his own truth. Okay. And yeah. whatever way it may have been. And, okay. And he definitely, definitely used the N-word a lot. Oh. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. And it even got to a point where he was put on Fox News because he made the announcement that he was going to stop saying it. 
<laughs> when was this? this I was don't remember that. Many, many years ago. I don't ago. remember that at he, all. Really? I he don't actually, remember that neither. <laughs> he stopped he stopped saying it. Well, he announced that he was going to stop saying it when um the guy who played Kramer had his meltdown. Yes. The oh. Okay. And he was really good friends with him. Yeah. And he was really? like, maybe I am the reason that he could be having that meltdown and just think that it's okay to just pop it out no, you know what i mean because kramer was talking about hanging from trees and all that true other but that was kind of that was too much this is a professional comedian to another professional comedian okay like that's that's his brother in arms in in a comedic world yeah, right yeah and he was looking out for him and he's like you know what just for me to stand in solidarity with him yeah i'm gonna stop saying the n-word that was a couple years and then he went back to saying <laughs> i was about to say yeah because <laughs> he definitely went back so. but uh so getting into men's health right so like i wanted to bring it up because like Another one of my spirit animals died of a heart attack. New Jack, the wrestler, um, and it's New just, Jack is your spirit animal, sir. Uh, yes. Can we get give a little backstory on New Jack and who he is before we dive deep? Into so that? New Jack was a professional wrestler under ECW. Super extreme, very out there, um, very real, very raw, very abrasive, um, pro black in in an abusive way, um, <laughs> like what. Like yeah, so his a couple of his matches, he would like if he would had a overpopulated of like a white crowd down in the southern states and stuff like that. Okay, he knew he was doing a good job if he was being booed. He was being booed or racially slurred at that kind of thing. And, and he he proved he proved at it like he picked at it. Yeah. the entire his entire career. And that that was his gimmick. Really? Yeah. That that was his gimmick at, from his start. Yeah, but anyways, so wow. okay. just going into it like so like these. Black men, celebrities, best way to say it, yes. you know, they die of common causes, heart attacks, stuff, things like that. But also, it's like, well, what were they doing in their younger years? Mm, you know what I mean? Because, like, yeah. you know, saying New Jack, New Jack openly said he was doing cocaine. Right. So, um, you <laughs> yeah, go, he said he'll, he, every match he was high. Like, yeah. he'll, he'll snort a cocaine and then go wrestle a match, right? And so, then go sit back down and take another bump. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Damn. Um, then you got, uh, you know, Paul Mooney, I don't know him and his background and everything that he was doing, mm-hmm. but also that lifestyle and the comedic lifestyle. Yeah. You're in bars, you're in clubs. Every you're night, a rock star. You know what I mean? And, and also, you yeah, are man. you are the cash cow for Richard Pryor. All so, right. well, and all the things that Richard Pryor was a part of, you know what I mean? Yeah, Richard he Pryor was right was, there. He was, was behind it. Yeah. Doing crack and all that kind of he stuff. was yeah. right there. So, there, there's no telling what Paul Mooney did. And yeah. it's like, this is yeah. life catching up to you. And this, this, these are the things like for us as black men. We don't really pay attention to like looking at all the shit that we, we were doing when we were younger. Okay. Yeah, Max is like, another one. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. that's another case in point. So are yeah. we? What are we painting a picture of? Because I want to prepare myself for this discussion right now. Well, I want to talk about uh, health for black men. Okay. And then almost get to a point to where we do a roundtable discussion of things that we realize with ourselves, family ties, things that's um, you know hereditary and stuff like that. And it's like yeah. if you realize it. Cause like we're we're in our thirties, we ain't young no more. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like right. we, we ain't getting any, any, any younger. I got called OG a couple of days ago, man. I get I get called really OG often. Somebody called me sir, and I was like, what? <laughs> me of all people? They call me Mister Carlos at my job. I'm like, yo, where did you get Mister from? Shut up. When I was when I was GMing, um, <laughs> when I see another one of your drivers, I'm gonna ask him, do you know, you know Mister Carlos? <laughs> when when I was GMing some some of my restaurants, um, I would be called like you know Mister Andrew or something like that. I'm like, dude, stop. I am the last person that deserves to be called Mister. <laughs> you know what? I don't. I don't mind being called Mister. Yeah, no. I like it. Um, but yeah. Like so it. my thing it's is like, right. 
you know, people live their lives. They, they want to do what they want to do. But it's like, also, you know, all that's just going to catch up with you. Right. So Facts. what will you do or what do you want to do to prolong your life? And also for people back then during those times, they weren't thinking about that because all the shit that elements they, that people know to, to this day, today, right. they didn't know back then. Well, you know what? Another thing, too, all the shit that they probably been through, too. You know, they needed something to cope with. Not that it's a good thing, but yeah. that is something. You know what I'm saying? Um, that is crazy, though. Like, you know, when you when you think about men's health in the past, there really wasn't an agenda behind it. Nobody's going to go see a doctor or yeah. anything like that. And, and unless, especially black men's health. Yeah. Unless their fucking arm was hanging off or some shit like that. You know? <laughs> I think there's a little bit more to the story about that. But we, let's go ahead and dive deep. Um... Yeah, let's go ahead and dive deep. Okay. Yeah. So, go ahead. No, I finished painting the picture. No, I'm done. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, us as black men, we we tend to, how do you say, like push off the doctor, right? We prolong going to see the physician and things like that. What do you think that, why is that? It's just, I think for me, it's like a generational thing, like, you know, you grew up seeing your dad. Your dad probably was doing the same thing. You know, mom saying, hey, you need to go see a doctor. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it, but never did it. And, you know, you, you grow up around that. And, and it kind of just, like, these are these traits that you get from your parents that just kind of instill in you. You know what I mean? You know what? I'm actually, I, I need to actually sit down with my dad and ask him. Because honestly, like, you know, I, I saw him go to the doctor multiple times when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Um, Now... But here's the thing, how long before he waited to actually go to the doctor? True. That's the thing. Yeah. Because I'm going to be honest, like when it comes to going to the doctor, for me, I'm more of the laziest type. You know what I mean? It's not mm. that I don't necessarily want to go. It's just I got to find some time to go. But I never make the time unless it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, I'm I'm bleeding or some crazy shit like yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, God damn, this cut ain't healed yet or some wild shit like yeah. that. So but um yeah, no, that that actually is a good conversation I can actually have with my dad because I actually have a few stories of remembering um issues that my father had coming up mm-hmm. and some things that I'm starting to see with myself. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I need to talk to my dad and see what's going on. Right. You know, m- maybe it's something that I can probably prevent or not even necessarily be, you know, prevented, but, you know, pre- preventative maintenance, as they would say. Yeah. But, you know, for for me. For me, um, you know, everybody knows my dad died when I was a little bit younger mm-hmm. and he had um, dementia and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, for me, it's like, is that hereditary? So if that's the case, what do I have to do for myself to prolong the safety of my mind? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so when I get to my 60s and 70s, I don't have a case of the forgets. You know what I mean? And even if that is the case, I'd have to tell my kids and also tell the wife to be like, you know, remind me. Yeah. Don't don't enable it because that that what, what makes it worse. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, tell me the truth. Don't be like, yeah, dad, mm-hmm. you told me. Be like, yo, dad, do you remember... You know, you telling mm-hmm. me this mm-hmm. literally 20 okay. minutes ago. Like something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. And, that's um, factual. And that's just preventative maintenance. And that's just also training the family to be like, okay, this is a thing. It may happen. And when it starts happening, don't be alarmed. Yeah. But this is what you should do. Yeah. You know? Um, I and agree then, with that. 
of course, all of us, by the time we get 40, you know, we got to let the doctor uh, get to know us. So let's let's rip this pill back a little bit. I think I think the black men view of the doctors or the hospitals and things like that kind of falls back into slavery, right? Um, Where are you going with this? Black Americans, right, when it comes to slavery and stuff like that. First of all, um, soul food, the food that we eat, right? Um, it was slave food, food that we got out of scraps and yeah. things like that passed down to us green that was left stuff over like ham exactly pig, all pig but honestly we made the fuck out of that chitlins shit, pig feet all uh, that stuff all that stuff uh, came from the that. size of the pig that the slave owners wouldn't eat and gave Threw to away. us as slaves so yeah. we turned it into our Until own delicacy cuisine, right yeah. yep. we started to add heavy amounts of seasoning on it even though we eaten pigs intestines it began to taste good to us because we seasoned it so goddamn much yeah right so then with the seasoning comes high blood pressure hypertension and all those different things like that. Overweight, right? For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the food that you're eating are not necessarily nutrition as it's supposed to be. And right? all the right. sweets and right. stuff like that, too. Um, yeah. If you look around, most cultures, they have their food. They Most ethnicities have their food from their culture, mm-hmm. right? So um, the Hispanics eat you know, their cuisine. Italians eat their cuisine and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. That um, is true. I have noticed that. The yeah. black Americans eat their cuisine from slavery, right? Because you can't say the Africans, you know, people that are from African countries. Because we don't like eat that, African They food. eat something completely different, right? Oh, no, I never looked at it that way. Yeah. So, so uh, the black American is a survivor through and through. But now that we're free, we still have the old you know, ways of remembering yeah, how to facts, survive right? in the past you yeah. and knowledge kind of right use now. it now to where we want to go forward. For sure. Right? So some things we got to kind of got kind of get away with. It's cool to eat the soul food, right? Food that is cooked from the soul, food that's cooked from the heart. But now we have to change the way how people view their food. We mm-hmm. got to eat food that's alive and living and full of like vitamins and minerals and things like that instead of eating yeah. food that's Protein. dead. And carcasses and things like that of, yeah. of dead animals and things like that. So yeah. that's Damn. just something, you know, that I've actually been faced with, you know, myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm an overweight guy, right? I'm I'm 300 plus pounds. No, you're not. I Shut am. the fuck I swear up. to God. I swear to God. Over you 300 three plus? Pounds. I'm over 300 pounds. I'm like, I thought you was I'm like 305, something like that. Well, but, um, you wear it well, sir. <laughs> I got the big shoulders up top. That's that's like 50 pounds a piece. But, um, <laughs> but no, it's like, so um, one thing that I kind of proved to myself is, yes, I can still eat the fried chicken and all that kind of stuff, right? Quote, unquote, that's, you know, the black stereotype food, you know, fried chicken and, and watermelon. watermelon. <laughs> yeah. Although, <laughs> although I do want to point out that watermelon is 98 98, 99% water, water mm-hmm. and it's probably the best fruit that you will ever have for your body. Yeah. And the yeah, reason facts. why we ate it as slaves is because it hydrated you, not only that, and filled you up at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So therefore, when we was out there in the sun, we needed it to survive. Excuse yeah. me, when you we were out there in the field. The sun. <laughs> yeah. In the yeah, southern yeah. states, Georgia, yeah. Mississippi. Yeah. You know, we ate that to, you know, make sure that we have enough uh, water in our system mm-hmm. when we have to be out in the field all day. Makes mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. That makes so, a lot of sense. So yeah, so that's that's one piece of a a broad, a very broad equation when it right. comes to the medical field and the doctors, right? So that's the hypertension, that's the that's the um the high blood pressure, that's the it could go into dimension, right? Yeah. Depending on the type of foods you eat and things like Mess that. Right? Yeah. yeah. 
I so, mean, I would probably, I wouldn't even categorize that underneath the doctor. I would more make that like a self-care type thing. Like, because the doctor will tell you, hey, you need to change your diet. But it's up to pressure. you to change your diet. You but know I, what I mean? But that's where I feel like where it starts from. Okay. Right? It, it starts from what you eat every day. Okay? You can go to the gym a million times a week. Right? 150. But if you're not eating the right foods. I agree. It's counterproductive. Got you. So in order to get out in front of the doctor so you don't have to go to the hospital, you got to eat better. Right. Yeah. You. Yeah. Because, well, you, you're definitely right. Um, but I will say like for men that are going to the gym, like for every, think about it like this, right? For every high calorie food that you eat or whatever drink that you drink or whatever, you have to work that much harder and then some in the gym in order to burn that off or, or make that into muscle into your body. Of course. Um, and a lot of people don't necessarily realize that like, even with my, my slim figure, right? Yeah. Like I can eat whatever I want all day, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I won't have high blood pressure. Doesn't mean that I won't have diabetes. Doesn't mean that I won't have dementia and things like that. You know what I'm saying? It, It doesn't mean anything because I'm small. A lot of people look at it like, Oh, you can eat whatever you want. No, not necessarily because I don't necessarily eat whatever I want. I pick and choose what I want to eat, when I want to eat it, and how I want to eat it. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, earlier I was saying it's a tomahawk summer, right? That's What? That's a tomahawk steak. Oh, okay. If you don't know. If anybody doesn't know, that's tomahawk steak. But now, after being enlightened by you, sir, um, I got one tomahawk steak left, and that may be a memorial day weekend kind of thing mm-hmm. and that may that may be it um as far as like red meat for a while okay now most black men what if i told you i feel like mo- what if i told you most black men don't know the difference between a fruit and a vegetable i don't I think be- that's true no 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 i i, I, I think that's true i i don't i don't think whatever percentage you're going to give is 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 true i, I think nowadays People know. Back then, you're probably right. Let me ask you a question then: Is green beans a fruit or a vegetable? It's a fruit. It's a fruit. A lot of people don't know that. A lot I of people think that. it's a vegetable. I thought it was a vegetable. Nope, it's a fruit. Um, String beans and green beans are the same thing. Right? Same thing. Same mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. It's took, a fruit. Took me years to learn that. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't know the difference between starches. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and that's true. Corn too. is a starch. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times at our place you have potatoes, then you have corn. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's double starch. That's double starches. Didn't right? know that either. And then they want to throw on mac and cheese on top of that plate as well, right? Yeah. Think about your local KFCs, your local Popeyes, those, those places like that. Mm-hmm. They have a list full of starches as their side meat and items. starches. Yeah. And they don't one really fruit. Have vegetables like that. You What's the what? fruit? They don't have fruit in there. They I mean, used, they used they to have, have green vegetables. beans. They used to have green beans. That's the fruit. But yeah, they don't they have used any to. They don't have it anymore. Yeah, no, no, no. They no don't vegetables. have any vegetables. Yeah. yeah. So you got to think about that, right? Um, how many of us go to the supermarket and pay attention to what we're picking up? I do, but yeah, yeah. You know, the apple got a wax on the outside of the apple to make it shiny. Yeah. You know, things I like eat that. more organic waxes. I mean, waxes, <laughs> apples. <God> damn. <laughs> but yeah. but but no. But I may be right. Because it may still be wax on that organic, too. Okay. Um, so, I want to kind of bridge off of this, and I want to talk about the trust 
between the hospital and the black man. Go on. Go on. Go on. So the black man has been always been looked at as an Iron Man type of mentality, right? Um, you keep going. You keep going to work. Go on. You get up. You go to work. You got a little cut. You got a little bruise. You got a little limp. You keep moving. You keep moving, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we, as a black community, things like the Tuskegee experiment. All right, so let me stop you right there because okay. we, you know us. We, we can go down a rabbit hole and you can take us there easily. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> you did say something along the lines like, you know, um, parents, parents saying, you know, Iron Man or, you know, mm-hmm. the kid, you know, dusted off, you'd be all right. Yeah. That's also fault of the parent. You know what I mean? I can see that. Because okay. you are in, you are, you're a child, so you're in, you're in your parents' care. And instead of them taking you to a doctor or giving you proper care or, you know, medical attention or something like that, they just tell you, oh, shake it off. You'll be all right. Be a man. You right, know what, right. though? Because, like, kids from the 60s and the 70s, you know, in, in that era, I can see that more than from no, a little further up. I'm, I'm a, one of those kids. <laughs> no, no, no. Um. Uh, uh, no, but, but, but that's why I said more. Because, yeah. I mean, because, like, I mean, when, when I was coming up in, in the 90s, in the late 80s, 90s, um, I didn't really have like too many issues where my parents would like, you know, shake it off or anything like that. Like if, if there was something wrong, we went to the doctor there, there was no questions about it. You know what I mean? Um, and, and that's why I say like with my dad, I I really think I need to sit down and talk with him because it's, it's one of those things where like, you know, I, for every, not every little thing, but for me with, with Holden, like, like he, like, okay, I'll say this. So he was drooling, at the mouth one day, right? Like yeah. really, really heavy. We okay. had no idea what was going on. He didn't want to eat. He didn't want to drink. Um, he, he and he just whined, and it scared. It started to scare us because we like, what's going on? All right, has he pooped? Yeah, you know what I mean. Has he? Has he? Has he? Has he peed? You know, how is his diaper looking? So, with that being said, we took him to the hospital. We took him straight, and and when he got to the hospital. He felt better. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Just need a new you, environment. Make you, like, <laughs> yeah. make you look like you're a complete liar, right? Right. But then, but then we left, right? So we wake up 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. By 7 o'clock, he's doing the same thing. And now we're like, you know what? Nah, fuck this. We're, we're taking going. you there yeah. and we're staying there. And I know for a fact that that has actually, I have actually done that when I was a kid because that's what I was told. Okay. Not with the same thing or whatever, but just different things. So, I mean, I'm saying all that to say, like, when the 90s kids, us coming up, I don't think we really had those kind of issues. Well, not a lot of us. So, I got a football story for y'all. Okay. All right. So, I, everybody knows I played football from the age of five all the way up until I graduated from high school. I didn't school know that, but all right. Like well, now you know. So <laughs> um, when I would play football, right, knowing what I know now back then, I was catching concussions oh, at like shit. the age of seven, eight, nine, ten years old. Because when I play, you hit somebody, get a good hit. I love to hit people. That was my thing. And but you didn't I would know how have to the hit. headache. Yeah. I would have a terrible, 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 terrible headache to the point where you want to cry and it sits in the front of your forehead. But you, but you game plan, so you not even. No, the the coaches, my dad, love you to death, dad. Love the sport of football. Don't take it as a a notch on both of them. But mm-hmm. when I would get a good hit 
oh, no, that's just a stinger, man. Get up, rub it off. You go back out there. And that's what I did, mm-hmm. right? Stop acting like a little bitch, right? That's the words that got told to me. Mm-hmm. At some point, that becomes toxic masculinity. Um, yeah, we already did a show on that, sir. Yeah. We're going to keep that. that, that. <laughs> just, just putting it out there. <laughs> so, um, but but that's, that was football for me, right? Yeah. Football, football legit developed me into what I thought what a man was supposed to be at that time. Dude, and still now like that, I'm kind of getting you know, the back end of it from the, from the woman now. And it's like, yo, why don't you ever tell me when something's wrong? Because football told me never to express when I'm wrong, when something's wrong with me. And that can tie into the hospitals. Mm. You know, when, you know, you never mm-hmm. want to admit that some you're hurt. You got a mm-hmm. chink in your armor. You always want to mm-hmm. seem like you're okay every single day when you're actually not. So I can see that. That could be an issue there. But, um, but yeah, so now after the CTE studies and all that kind of stuff, when it comes to, you know, football players and stuff like that, I was, I just realized that. I was catching concussions and things like that at a young age. And, you know, by us trying to become a better, a better situation, you know, trying to, trying to become a better player or trying to prove yourself to your parents and things like that, you know, you tend to be quiet about that sprained ankle and just tie your shoes up a little bit tighter just to play an extra inning or extra down or something like that mm-hmm. and things like that. So. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's my football story for y'all. So, I think, you know, for us, I think we're talking, like, from us leading up to, right? So, it's, it's a lot of things. We can call it toxic masculinity. We can talk it about technology and um, medicine advancing to where it is now. Absolutely. Because back then, you know, and this is just, you were playing high school football. Yeah. This was going on in, in the pros as well, too. Yeah. And nobody knew about CTE until, you know. Nobody. Junior say out. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it wasn't a thing, man. It was like you said, you know, it's shake it off. You're all right. You so how often do you guys go to the hospital for a simple headache? See, that's right? yeah. it's true. You wait that's a couple true. days with a headache and yeah. you realize, yo, this joint ain't going away. Yeah. Nah, like day day two, it's, it's time to call somebody. Right. But, so but, no, go ahead. You lay in the dark, which what we usually do, right? We lay in the dark room, take some ibuprofen. And, you know, some people have died from not going to the doctor with a headache, right? You got yeah. Uh, brain swelling you can have different things like that and that yeah. really could be detrimental to your life but us as black men we iron man or we superman and things like that shout out yeah to, uh, I, I i actually i hate to cut you off but you kind of just like struck a real nerve in me because i i'm starting to have headaches more often than what i was and i think i need to go to the doctor it could be it could be an impacted tooth which that happens mm-hmm. but who knows? But now no. we have to understand that it's better to know something than to not know something. That's, right? That's it's facts. better to know that um, it's just a simple headache and you just need to get some sleep rather than not knowing that it's a tumor or a swelling of the brain. You ever went to sleep with a headache and woke up with one? No. Yeah. Haven't had that. COVID shot. Well, anyways, um, <laughs> so l- let, let me put it, ask you guys this question. So now, like, we've kind of talked about, like, from way back when to us being kids. So to where we are now and going forward, how are you guys going to take care of, you know, mind, body, and soul? See, I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah. Let's be honest. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not quite perfect with it. I'm not quite there yet. And um, I... So for the mind, I try to clear my mind at least three times a day, right? Whether that's meditation, 
whether that's just sitting in a dark room, closing my eyes and just, you know, trying to relax mm -hmm. a bit. Mm -hmm. So as far as body, um, I'm starting to realize that there's a lot of like tension in my body from throughout the day. Do you stretch? Like, no, I don't stretch. I never stretch. So, which I need to though. But yeah. um, what I noticed is when I'm going throughout my day, my shoulders around here, I carry a lot of tension in my shoulders and I have to remind myself to relax my shoulders. Mm, yeah because you, you yeah i get you i so, get you yeah um i have to remind myself to relax my shoulders mm -hmm. so that's something very can be very simple but that tensity around your neck can be very uh problematic when it comes to your blood pressure and things like that because you're always so tense mm -hmm. around your shoulders and please you guys out there please go get the massages treat yourself to a massage yeah. i agree that yeah. can go a long way with body tension and yeah. things like that you can so um, you said mind, body, and spirit. Yeah. Spirit. I'm still trying to figure out my spiritual journey at this point. Um, I think a lot of us I got are, some issues honestly. with Christianity. I got some issues with um, the other religions and things like that in life. Um, but I just try to be peaceful, try to um, create one with a higher being, whatever that higher being is, and just try to stay, you know, just try to stay focused on that as much as possible. So spirit doesn't necessarily, for me, it, the way I take that is, it doesn't, I feel like it doesn't necessarily mean your spirituality. I feel like it more so means your feelings towards life in general. Okay. Yeah. Um, Always walk, walk through life with a hundred percent of a gold heart. Yeah. Um, it's usually when I feel like things are unbalanced is when, um, I create a lot of negative energy and a lot of negative tension, but I will cut a motherfucker off quick. If I feel like you burning up a lot of my energy. <laughs> I feel you on that one. <laughs> no, that's real talk. Like. So, I mean, because when, you, when you're dealing with things and you're in a high stressful environment and high stressful situations, stress kills, bro. And yes, I can't live my life as a stress environment. Like, please. That's like when people die from a broken heart. Pay attention to your stress. Please pay attention to your stress levels, right? relax yourself go treat yourself to vacation i don't care if you got the pto i don't care if you you know what you can take mental health days from your job mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. will pay you for it and they shouldn't use your sick time it's actually a mental health awareness month really yeah just put that out there well, look at that that's this month you did this on purpose didn't you you created this topic for mm. this specific thing snarf so so <laughs> so drew how how do you how do you hand my uh handle i'm sorry mind body and soul um body so definitely working out right like even if it wasn't for covid we'd still be in the gym you know what i mean yeah. i get you yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and that yeah. that was the thing but now you know it's it's now peloton so peloton at home is it here uh no it'll be here on the seventh damn but Damn, looking for it's it, coming. Yeah. I told you, I told y'all six to eight weeks. He okay? did. He did. I asked, I asked like two times ago and I just stopped asking. But, uh, I just it's, 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 it's coming, but we you know we got everything else. So we're ready for it. We're still, we're using the app now, which yeah. is, um, we're doing cardio, we're doing strength, we're doing stretching. Yeah. Um, as far yeah. as, um, mind and soul, um, they have a meditation, uh, program on there and we've been using that a lot lately. Mm -hmm. Um, especially on our on our off days, which yeah. has been been really good. Um, you know, also like spirit and all that stuff. You see me like almost every episode or every other episode. I'm burning incense and stuff like that. Um, we do essential oils throughout the day, just smoking out and everything like that, mm -hmm. just to you know create a zen type thing. Um, what else? 
What? What the fuck is so funny? Nothing, man. I, I don't want to touch on that, you know. <laughs> I guess. Anyways, um, you know, and then other than that, trying to make sure, like, for me on a, like, Monday through Friday work schedule. Yeah. Because, like, I get up super early now. And yeah. then I get home. I'm, I make sure that, like, I sit down, unwind, and just try mm-hmm. to relax, you know. That's, that's um, the key right there. Play with the dog. Talk to the wife, ask her about her day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, and same vice versa. We vent, and then you know we just go on with, with the rest rest of our our night. Um, I'm glad you said vent. And then what else? Uh, other than that, you know, um, as far as like mind and all that stuff, I guess I'm very big on trying to what little family I have. Make sure that, that connection is still there. So of course you guys talk yeah. to you guys all the time. Mm-hmm. And then you know talking to my mom, make sure I'm talking to them on Sundays, stuff yeah. like that. Um, and just keep myself in a routine to just be level-headed and all that stuff because i do realize in myself when like he said about stress yeah. i try not to stress myself out uh because i have a fucking temper and we all know that yeah. <laughs> um and i i definitely try my best to not let it flare and i've been really really trying as of lately um, you have to, I, I, i'll to give not. you that i really do so and that's something i i give kudos to you know meditating and stuff like that yeah you know yeah and just Go with it from there. All right, Zen Master. Hey, man. <laughs> um, Call so, me Phil Jackson. <laughs> so for me, as far as... Um, I'll go mine first. So I'm glad you said venting, right? Because people don't realize you need to vent. You need to find someone that you're close to, someone that's that's personal and dear to your heart, and you have to vent. And, and It don't even have to be somebody you know. Call a therapist. That's true. That's, that's true. That's true too. That's true too. But, but you know, that's another thing black men don't do. Nope. Therapy. But we'll get to that. Yep. Um. But yeah, I mean, for for me, it's been venting to my wife. Um. A few coworkers that I have. Um. Y'all as family. Um. You know what I mean? Because one thing that we, as men, period, we do. We hold a lot of things in, and it it it's bottled. Oh, you have you know what no I mean? Idea. And 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 see me as far as for uh, my soul. See, I don't let too many things stress me out, right? Because I get to the point where it's either I'm going to live with it or I'm going to live without it. And with that being said, this is why I vent. So that way I know whether I need to live with it or without it. Um, Also for my soul, what I try to do is I just, I try to relax. I try to relax to the point where when I'm done, my aura, my, my, my self being, um, I am able to connect with everybody. Okay. You know what I mean? On any different level that I can. Because I'm a I'm a social person, right? Um, I don't want to call myself a social butterfly, but I connect with all kinds of people in different ways. Um, it, there may be something interesting that I like or something that a person may know more of me, so uh not more of me, but nor more about, about you know what I mean? Yeah, so I that that brings me a connection. So that that white that right there makes my soul feel at ease because it's someone that I can connect to. And I'm not saying that's for everybody, but that definitely helps me. As far as body, so truth be told, man, my job is like helping my body. Like I do my best not to 
lift uh, uh, improperly or overreach or overstep or, you know what I mean? Like sometimes even just looking at where you're stepping is also helpful as well. Because have you ever just stepped off of something too hard? Hyperextended your knee and shit. Nah, not even hyperextending your knee. So you step off something too hard and you that lower you back pain, back. you oh feel the next two days later. Yeah. yeah, you got to watch that. Like, that's a real serious thing. People don't realize that. Like, Man. watch where you walk. Even Man. when you're walking upstairs, you ever feel up the stairs? Lola does it all the time. <laughs> she does. But she it, it happens. Yep. So so for me, so, you know, my physical thing, um, it used to be working out. That, y'all know me. I was I was a certified gym rat for like maybe four years. I picked um, things up and put them down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, pr- that's pretty much what it was. <laughs> but but now, now, as far as, you know, um, body, it's more of actually being outside. Um being outside doing yard work um for for my body that helps me out that that keeps me a little more limber than i thought it would um but it does you know mowing the, mowing the lawn um and all kinds of stuff that i'm doing cutting down trees and stuff like that like bending different ways um all of that's actually helping me out more so uh more than hurting um and yeah that's that's my mind body and soul i mean it's for me. It's always the little things that make up for everything else. Yeah, As, you know. So yeah, let's get into our Black History fact. Yeah. All right. All right. What's up, DNA's family? This is your boy Lowe's with another Black History fact for the week. This one goes out to. Ooh, shit. Okay. <laughs> What's up, DNA's family? This is your boy Lowe's coming at you with another Black History fact for the week. This woman is not only a wizard on the ice skates, but a master of hip and knee surgery. Debbie Thomas won the Olympic gold in 1986 and 1988 bronze winner and two-time U.S. national champion. She also graduated from Northwestern Feedburn School of Medicine in 1997, finished her residency in 2005, owned her own private practice in 2010. Debbie Thomas, thank you for your greatness. DNA's family, we salute you. Peace. Another great Black History fact. I hope so. I've been trying to look for people that are, you know, still around, still out there, that kind of thing. So. You're, you're doing good. Pretty you're doing good. Two women in a row. Actually, three. Three women in a yeah. row. Yeah, yeah. But Damn. it ain't, it ain't going to stop. So anyways. Um, Can't stop. Won't so stop. let's shift gears and talk about another black celebrity. So um, along the same time as when um, I Paul like Mooney passed. I the same day. Almost. Same day, at least definitely same week. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Actor Billy Porter. Okay. Um, he stars in the show Pose, which comes on FX. Um, this is the openly uh, homosexual individual, gay, LGBTQ individual. Yes. <laughs> yes, Billy Porter is yes. gay. Yes, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to put a name to a face. Yeah, as you so many story. letters, yeah. but I got you. So um, when it comes to the Met Gala um, affair where all the celebrities get all super dressed and all that stuff okay he about two years ago really became a polarizing figure when he wore a tuxedo dress oh yeah, the, yeah. The, that was phenomenal yeah. that was phenomenal so um I lie, that was so rather dope to put with, that together with that with that um pose has been out it's now in his third season which is actually the final season really? um 
good show. Definitely Another gives one. you gives you insight on the LGBTQ community, especially like back during like the uh, 60s, 70s, really? and all that stuff. That's when when, when it t- takes place. Talks about like the house shows and all that stuff in 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 New York, and um, pretty much going into Billy Porter. Um, he just recently came out saying that he um, was HIV positive for, for at least like 10 plus years Oh man! Mm-hmm. and just came out publicly about it. And uh, I haven't been watching this season, but um, I think one of the previews show that the character that he's playing, um, he has always been HIV positive okay. and he's now like trying to put his best foot forward to just live his life and like not let anything hold him back. And it's like, even to that point now for him to, Show the have his character show that courage, and then for him to finally have that courage in the discussion of men's health, mental health, mm-hmm. it's a big thing. Okay, that's him kind of you know holding in the secret is the best way to say it. It's a lot and of weight. It, it is a lot of weight, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, being a, a black gay man, right, mm-hmm. and coming up yeah. in the era that, that he was com- yeah. coming up in, you know, and sidebar. A lot of people didn't know this, but Paul Mooney was gay as well, too. Yeah, I and heard that. I heard that. a lot of people are shocked about it, which is cool. But um, you know, it's not like he was very openly gay or anything like that. But whenever you, can see it. you oh. could see it, and but when whenever he got into like a a, a Jonan session, you know, some stuff yeah. came his way, but he always held his own. So right, of course. But get, getting back to um to Billy Porter, with him being openly gay and then saying like you know, um, I I am HIV positive and all this stuff. You know, and a lot of people really judge him for his style of clothes and things that he wears when he goes to, like, award shows and stuff like that. And it's like, yo, this man is living his best life trying to survive each day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, to me, I commend him for doing it. Um, to he's you commend him for living his best life or you commend him for saying he's HIV positive? Both. Both. Okay. Both. Um... One because at the time when when he dropped a tuxedo dress, nobody knew and everybody was just you know slandering his name. But for him, he's like you know yeah he I'm, got some hate threats behind that. Dream. I'm going yeah, to which live is crazy. I'm I mean, going to live my best life. You know what I mean? And like I only get one, and tomorrow it isn't destined for me because of you know the statistics of HIV and all that stuff. And now he's like I'm just gonna li- live live my, my best life. So, shout and, out to Billy Porter. I definitely want to say, you know, congratulations to you, sir, for living your best life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of us, nine to five, regular Joe Smoke kind of individuals. We ain't living our best we life. We don't no. live our best life. Yeah, right? not, not even the slightest. Um, I got so many skeletons in my closet, man, I can't even close the door. Are they big boned? Fuck you. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, I thought I was going to say chicken bones. Really? You going you gonna to comment on this? You know, you know we talked bones. about we Fuck talked about y'all, right? we <laughs> talked about a, a grilled turkey last year. It could have been could have been turkey Wish bones. bones out this. Month? No, all right, <laughs> Can we sorry. get back to all Billy right. Porter, please? Yes. So one, after yeah, we yes. get rid of those bones, y'all niggas ain't shit, yo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> commending Billy Porter, like you know, one, it's mental, physical health for him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because like one and spiritual health too. Spiritual as well too. Yeah. You know, because he's got to have some type of faith to yeah. keep pressing on and you know keep continuing to, yeah. to live his life. Because you know, once again, you say therapy. That that's another big thing. You oh, know, we need to talk and about that. That's too. something that he probably was going through. That phone um, call was probably horrible. Yeah, when he that got phone it. Call. Yeah. All right. So I wonder if HIV still hit hard as it did if you heard about it in the early nineties. 
I'm sure it does. Right? Is it really? I'm, I'm sure a, any. Is it, is it the death rate of having HIV? Is that the same as what it was in the '90s? Oh, with, I don't, with modern yeah. medicine. Yeah. Yes. No, I don't think so. I don't think like. So. I, I do understand. Like back then, like when you was told that you had it, like it's a death sentence. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. A like COVID. You, you can know? you can live a comfortable life with have. I actually know a a young gentleman who actually has had it for years. Um, but he so just like magic johnson how they say that in his body like it's undetectable mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. because of what he took That's so crazy. this young man actually in his body he doesn't have it at least or 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 more or so it's undetectable it, they keep it so suppressed it's like low trace yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's good yeah so because it, back in the day, it was around you know Easy E and you know all them. Well, he aunt, died from I had AIDS aunt that though. Dies of uh, you know that whole stuff. So mm-hmm. really, yeah. Um, okay. Got I, you know, but she died when I was like seven years old or so, and mm-hmm. it was it was pretty rough, right? Yeah. Um. Well, if you want to dive deep into her story, um, she you know was that she was young. I don't I don't even think she was twenty yet, and she got admitted to the hospital, and my aunt Erica and um. I was so young then. I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Just one day she was at the hospital, and the next day she was, she was you gone. know, we was at yeah. the funeral home, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so when you hear about this kind of stuff, when you hear about you know those type of things, you got to they put you on series of different medicines. Don't really know if they do the same thing now, but yeah. you hear that phone call from the doctor, and it's just like, damn, I probably got like five years left. Yeah. But I wonder yeah. if that mindset still sits in to to, to this day. You know, you see Magic Johnson. Yeah. You know, you see these people actually live long, healthy lives, and they look more healthy. Magic Johnson looks more healthy now than he did when he was playing basketball. Yeah, true. So, so, true. so, so the thing is, is that you just can't let HIV turn into AIDS, and that's that you. was the issue. Like trying to not have it go that far. Okay. Um, as, at least from what my understanding of it is. So. Um, but yeah, definitely shout out to Billy Porter. I appreciate you living in your truth, sir. No matter what that truth may be, and also being a uh, inspiration to others. Absolutely, as well. Absolutely, you know. Um, um, go ahead. Uh, just live your continue to live your best life. Don't care what nobody else say. You keep doing your thing, making your money. You know, handle your business. Yeah, you know. You know? And uh, that's kind of how I just really want to just you know attack this show is like you know. Men's health, especially black men's health, and every shape, form, and aspect of it. You know what I mean? And, you know, for us, you know, when we get 40, it's going to be that time. Well, before, we, before we move forward to the uh, <laughs> beer and cigar, right, I just want to say that real talk, I feel like the black community, because we actually talked about therapy before, right? But men. Yeah. Fathers, sons, uncles, grandfathers. I feel like we actually do need to probably take a a sit down and in a therapist's office every once in a while. You know, just just not for shits and giggles, but like we really do process things a lot differently at different times. And I feel like. Some of these things don't get processed, and instead of it getting processed, it gets packaged up, and it gets shipped out in however 
you know, whatever mood that we're in. So I feel like it. a lot of things that we go through um, mentally is because we don't unpack whatever baggage that we decided to pick up that day, that week, that month, those years ago. You know what I mean? So I, 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 you know, really something really, really deep can happen to you and you you don't know that you're holding on to it, but you are holding on to it. Like suppress memories, um, you know, su- suppress feelings and things like that. I just, you know, just take care of your mental health and everything will probably follow after that. Because I, I can't say it is because it depends on the, the, the individual, but take care of your mental health. And this is coming from somebody that, well, me, uh, I'm going to say this coming from somebody that holds everything in. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have that toxic masculinity mentality and stuff like that. So when you have to go and speak to somebody about it, like hands down, like, yeah. please, like stop being Mr. Strongman, Mr. Iron Man and feel like nothing bothers you. Nothing mm-hmm. hurts you mentally. Yeah. One thing yeah. that Angel always stressed to me, it's OK to cry. So, it is, bro. And oh, we know for me that <laughs> it's OK to cry. About four episodes in. But um, probably more than that. <laughs> Lost count. <laughs> so, I mean, just one thing that I do want to, you know, before we dive deep into this beer and cigar, like you got to go and see somebody, go talk to somebody. Yeah. Go get that. Even if that you don't think you need and to. pain checked out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's better to know early than to not know at all. That's true. If it burns when you pee, you need to see a doctor. I'm sorry. <laughs> if it, <laughs> sorry. There was sorry. a song. I, Better I, vine I, than stuck my. Like, nah, I'm sorry. Shout out to Ice Cube. But no. Oh my God. Come on. Let's, let's get to this bear cigar of the week. All right. Doc, I'm pissing fire. No, no, no. <laughs> Must be time for the beer and cigar of the week. But before we do, how about you revive your life? A super supplement that's been around since the dawn of time, that's been reimagined for your modern lifestyle. That powerful antioxidant found in the skin of grapes is resveratrol. What is resveratrol? Have you ever heard it to be said that drinking red wine is actually healthy for you? Instead of having to drink 100 bottles of wine just to get enough resveratrol in your system, Vive has concentrated into a nice, easy, alcohol-free capsule for you, and it helps with inflammation too. Combined with 100% pure CBD, Vive has all the ingredients to help you live a lifestyle primed for health, wellness, and longevity. Hey, Big Los, give the people the website and also the code. What up, DNH family? Go to takevibe.com. That's take B-Y-V. And in the promo code, type in DNHpod15 for 15% off your next purchase. Takevibe.com. Favorite time of the week, beer and cigar of the week. Yay. Let's do it. All right. So, gents, <laughs> what do you want to do? Beer or cigar? Let's do the beer first. All right. For the beer. <laughs> what I have in front of you is a local brewery, Calvert Brewing Company, which is right up the street. Right in, around the corner, yeah. In upper Marlboro. Mm-hmm. Um, we have their Berry Vice. 
Berry Vice. Um, it is their Berliner Weiss beer. Now, you're looking at the can and you see the term Weiss, but it's spelled W-E-I-S-S-E. One would say Weiss, but it's actually like V, Weiss. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, this Uber Berliner Weiss is uh, undeniably soulful with a smooth basil and bright strawberry. Then kettle soured for a bold tang. It is like drinking a strawberry lemonade on a hot summer day. 7.5 ABV, no IBUs. Um, before we go any foragents. Mm. Oh, you're saying no IBUs listed. Yeah, okay. No, no IBUs listed. Okay. Um, I will give you a description of what a Berliner Weiss normally is. Let's do it. All right. So, Berliner Weiss um, is a cloudy sour beer, usually around 3% ABV. This one's a 7.5, so they went a little bit higher. You know, reaching for the... Uh, Stars? Yeah. Um, it's a regional variation of the wheat beer style from northern Germany, dating back to its uh, last 16th century. It can be made from combinations of malted barley and wheat with a stipulation on the malts that are um, canned at very low temperatures to minimize color formation. Uh, the fermentation takes place with a mixture of yeast and lactic acid bacteria as well. Um, that creates a lactic acid taste, uh, which is going to be like that distinctive sour tartness that you get in this beer. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's my definition. Round table. What do we think of this beer? I want to go first. Knock yourself out. Um, I'm going to do my best to give a educated... Um, um, whatever it is, I'm supposed to be saying. Don't so, hurt, don't hurt yourself. <laughs> so, I have a question before I get on to what I want to say. Shoot. Now, can carbonation can that mask the um ABUs? I mean ABUs. The 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 ABV. Can it mask it a little bit? Is that possible? <sighs> I understand your question. Mask it, no. It's mm-hmm. going to be 7%. Mm-hmm. But some beers drink very smooth and some beers drink very harsh, right? Okay. So think of like, and also in beers, 6 to 7 is that range where it's like you can mask it very well mm-hmm. with the flavors of the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, or sometimes it can hit you in the mouth. Uh, this beer, it you drinking it, you you wouldn't tell that it's 7%. Right, you don't. Um, now, here's one thing that I did realize with this beer. Um, actually, we all realized that as soon as you poured it, you poured not even an ounce, and it's just CO2 everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. He, had a act- he actually poured 13 drops into the cup. <laughs> <laughs> I did. But, um, but so what I want to say is, is that I feel like, I feel like they overcarbonated it on purpose. Maybe it's me, but I feel like they did because, all right, so we were talking about um, off air that it gives you the champagne vibes, right? Mm-hmm. And I kind of do, not even kind of, I, I do have the champagne vibes and the flavor is there. But for me, I feel like there's an off flavor there, right? Because it kind of, on I, I want to say on the back end and and slightly on the aftertaste, it leaves a taste of Bloody Mary. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's like a hint of that there for me. 
Um, now, don't get me wrong. I do still taste the strawberries. Um, uh, it's not... So, with it being a sour, I guess because I'm starting to like sours more and more now, um, I actually don't mind this sour. But I don't know if I can drink it uh, on a regular. Like, I don't know if I, I can... I can probably drink this every now and again. Um, I feel like, you know, it's, it's, it's weird because... The overcarbonation that we saw, I don't necessarily taste that. And I've had an overcarbonated beer before, and it just tastes like a, a whole mouthful of foam. But this, I don't, I don't get that from this, um, which is again, it's weird. So I feel like this beer has a little bit too much trickery in it. Now, again, I mean, this, I may be completely goddamn wrong. But I'm going to go ahead and give it a two. It started off with a one when I first saw it being poured. Um, but I'm going to give it a two only because it's something there that I can't put my finger on that I actually like. Okay. If, if you get what I'm saying. All right. Would you pair it with anything? Uh, <laughs> sour Skittles. Mm. <laughs> That's about it. Mm. My turn? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> For a great taste that will fill you up and never let you down, make it a berry vice. So what I mean by that is the overcarbonation of this beer, I I feel like it will fill you up. Like to the point where you get super full off of this beer. Make you want to belch. Um, make you want to belch, give you that heavy feeling. Like that's one thing that I'm a um, I do not like about this beer. Um, can I drink it in front of, you know, can I drink it on a daily basis? Yes, I can. Um, do I pair it with food? No, because I feel like I'm going to feel over bloated, overly heavy, that kind of thing, because it's over carbonated. The taste, on the other hand, is very sour. Um, I guess the sour taste that I get is from like a, almost like a, remember the, like you said, Marcel, the sour Skittles, the sour Skittles, the sour airheads and stuff like that. You get that taste. Mm -hmm. Like the remember the little sour little baby bottle pop, little sugar thing. You dip <laughs> the it? sugar crystals. Yeah, the sugar yeah, crystal. If you yeah. just dip your hand into the sugar crystal and put it in your mouth, that sour taste that you get um, off of those is what you get from the beer. I give you that. Do I feel like the sour taste matched the 7.5 ABV? Absolutely. Yeah, um, I, feel I feel like bit. I feel like the seven point five is will is a shot. You can get drunk off of this beer for the simple fact that it's so sour, and you can just sip it, sip it, sip it all it's day. It's a sneaker, and you don't even you don't taste the punch of the alcohol that you get from other seven point five beers to know. Oh shoot, this is like my third beer. Let me slow down a bit. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, I think they were going for a champagne kind of beer kind of taste to it. Um, you know, anybody knows if you shake a champagne, you pop it open, that thing is overcarbonated. Um, a for, I give it an A for effort, but am I necessarily looking for this in my beer? No. Um, zero to five, because of the overcarbonation, I'm going to have to give it a one, mm. maybe a 1.5, something like that. Do I pair it with anything? If I do, it's something light. See, I'm burping right now on the mic. Um, if I do, it's something light. Maybe it's some type of fruits. 
maybe some type of you know like a like a, a fruit platter or something like that mm, to where you're eating okay. pineapples while drinking this beer or something like that. Well, you're how not, about something more sweet though, like possibly a Honeycrisp apple or something like that? No, well, I mean that's a I mean you, you know cut what? it up and put it in a bowl. A salad but, with apples in it, apples and raisins. No, no, okay. No, no. Um, you gotta, salad. you gotta legit have um, some type of like fruit. That the only thing I can really see go with it is fruit. Maybe some pineapples, some type of, uh, maybe some more strawberries. You know, um, things like that. Yeah. Like, okay, I just, okay. I, Actually, I is that. this a is this your um, this could be something that you can have with people at a party that don't necessarily drink beer. This could be a good introduction to people that don't like the taste of beer or alcohol. Um, okay. I feel like this will work okay. in that case. Drew? Um, to piggyback off that, you're absolutely right. Um, sour drinkers are usually people who don't like IPAs and also people who are very big into wines as well, too. Um, that sourness, that acidic taste that you were mm-hmm. talking about at, at, back in Marcel, that's what wine drinkers kind of resonate with. Mm-hmm. Is an acid. Mm-hmm. Um, also, going with um, the beer, I personally hate sours. I do not like them whatsoever. Mm. They're they're not my cup of tea. I'm not with it at all. Like mm-hmm. I don't see why somebody would drink. Yeah, he be pulling out beers and, and suffering um, just for just for the show. He does it for unbiasedness opinion. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and I am going in this super unbiased. Um, looking at the style. Um, for it to be a seven percent, and Berliners are usually very low, low in alcohol taste. Um, I mean, low in alcohol content. Um, kudos to them for getting it seven percent and also being able to present it well. Yeah. Um, I do get the strawberry. I do get the basil that 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 they spoke of. Um, if I was to drink this beer, it would be on someone's patio. Yeah. Somewhere in the summertime. Um, I would definitely pair this with a charcuterie board. Yep. Um, okay. Salt yeah. saltiness will cut the the sourness, mm-hmm. and you know you get you some good sharp cheeses and stuff like that, and, and yeah. you know honey and all that shit, and yeah. you, you know how 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 fancy shark coochie boards boards get. <laughs> <laughs> they call them that nowadays, shark coochie, but charcuterie. Um, <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> Mind blown. Okay. Um. If I had to judge this beer and give it a, a rating for true to style, alcohol content and everything, I will give it a 3.5. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this ain't something that I'm reaching for on, on a regular basis. But mm-hmm. if it's something to the point to where I'm trying to get wine drinkers into the beer world, there is some other beers that I would definitely put on them. Um, this would be one if someone wants to try sours and stuff like that. I think this is a very pleasant sour. It's not to the point where so. it's like super yeah. like, oh shit. It's not damn. crazy. Yeah. It's it's my not God. like what we've tried. Yeah. Like that pickled sour. Yeah, it's not like that. Still gotta try the Bloody Mary one. But anyways, um <laughs> other than that, this has been your beer. Moving on to the cigar. Uh in front of you we have another uh Palencia cigar. Um this just released December twenty twenty. Um brand new. It's their octagon um, um hexagono sixto. Um, it's literally the same binder and filler as the regular Almaforte hexagono mm-hmm. that we did for the wedding. Um, but the outside wrapper is completely different. Um, and they also just changed the labeling on it. It's now like 
um, a mint green and gold type color. Yeah, which is which it's is really dope. Cool. Yeah, it's it's really dope. Um, I like that. I like those that that color scheme anyway. That's like one of my favorite color schemes. Still super expensive, <laughs> but you know it's it's worth picking up because they they never they never disappoint. Um, it has a uh, Colorado Claro uh, wrapper on the outside. Um, it's a Nicaraguan uh, uh, binder filler as well. Um, price ranges around. $21. Um, the no. Palencia Almaforte Sixto, Hexagonal, Colorado, is dominated by flavors of both uh, toasted bread and creamy cedar, followed closely with notes of leather, espresso beans, hay, barnyard, and some slight floral esters as well, too. Okay, okay. cool. All right, I'm gonna, um, real quick, I'm going to give my uh, definition. Uh, flag leaf. Um Flag leaf is a wrapper leaf that is used um, for capping the cigar. A small piece of the flag leaf should be kept on a cigar when cutting to prevent it from unraveling during the smoke. So, oh, this face is amazing. I wish. I wish we had a camera. I wish we had a camera. Take a picture of Drew's face. You know, it almost, it almost reminded me of when I took a sip of that Reaper beer oh back God, when you tricked me, Lowe's. We talking about that Reaper beer. I didn't yes. trick you. He tricked you. He tricked us. Okay. And I wasn't even fucking here. <laughs> That's how good I am. No, what's crazy is I said, ooh, that looked good. I, I, I think I want to have that. Yeah, I right. forgot all about it. But anyway, um, so basically, well, exactly what it said, um, the definition, um, and people, I guess, because I don't realize that neither, that you actually have to have another cap on or, or, or more that leaf on there for it not to cut. I really want to one day make my own cigar. Just Definitely. Um, they got some several places actually in this area that actually have their own uh, cigar really? rolling classes and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Really? I definitely um, want to try that. I want to say it's in like Baltimore, Hanover area. If you don't mind taking a trip, it'd be a great date for you and uh, Mrs. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Date night. Okay. Date night in the books. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Shit. Now, damn. Are we, what are we going to do now? What are, are we, are we cutting the, are we, are we closing it out? Are we, we closing the well, <laughs> this is, sorry. I was looking at something. Like, I, you um, know, <laughs> I got intrigued by something. I apologize. This has been your beer and cigar. Of the week. Would you like to enlighten the class? On. On what you was intrigued by. You'll find out later. Um, <laughs> all right. The Amaforte, um, Sixto from Palencia Cigars. And we have the, uh, Calvert Burn Company. Barry Weiss, uh, local brewery, 7.5% ABV, no IBUs listed, sour beer from Calvert Brewing Company. This has been your Beer and Cigar of the Week. Do it one time for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had to go back to that because I wanted to do Everybody Wants to Be a Nigga Again, but that just wasn't going to fit. It's the time for the final thought, right? Um, Are we doing the final thought? Please, I'm going to do the final thought. Oh, yeah. Go ahead with yours. You gonna start me off with a final thought? You because you, you wanted to do it. it. You cut this all out, all right? Why cut would I do that? Why out. would I do that? This is so unprofessional. Oh my gosh! Why would I do any of that? I'm gonna play an old. song. I don't hear the music. Come I'm on! Gonna, I'm gonna play an old song. Give me the final Shut thought. Shut sound. Up. Shut up. I'm sorry. That was a little rude. Be quiet. As I tell Holden. 
Are you trying to fill yourself with this song? Yeah. Do, do I need to change this song? No, nah, we're good. We're good with this one. Are you sure? Yep. I'm waiting on the, Is there a bass line to this thing or not? It It is definitely a bass line to it, but you won't All hear right. it yet. All right. So, <laughs> one word. Oh, shit. Not one word. One phrase that I thought of as a child, that I learned as a child, and it carried me over through life, and I actually reverted back to it earlier this year, um, is Akuna Matata. Mm. Right? Um, shout out to Timon and Pumbaa, right? <laughs> For teaching Simba this very phrase. But yeah. as I got older as an adult, I understood more what the phrase meant. It means no worries, right? For as long as you can go, right? For the rest of your days as the song went. This matters so much when it comes to the level of stress. When I'm in a situation at my job, at work, at home, at school, you know, different things that I got going on here at the DNH Island, sometimes instead of harping in on small things and small details and getting stressed out about it, you got to simply tell yourself, man, akuna matata. It means no worries. Relax, let it roll off, roll off the back. And then you move on to the next subject, the next concept, the next situation. Especially if you're in a situation where you know that the person that you're discussing with and talking to, you guys are actually on the same team. A lot of times we argue with ourselves or with each other and not realizing that we're on the same team or fighting the same battles. So I'm going to leave y'all with that one. Peace. Brother Marcel, go ahead. Damn, I got to go. Um, shit, okay. Um... Jesus wept. And that's my final thought. Go. <laughs> I didn't I didn't have anything. I really didn't. What's happening, CC? <laughs> they call it the White House, but that's a temporary condition too. Can you dig it, CC? To each his reach, and if I don't cop, it ain't mine to have. But I'll be reaching for you, because I love you, CC. At the time when this came out, there was a lot of chocolate cities around. It was Newark. Gary, LA, and they were working on Atlanta. Fast forward to 2021, we got it. But you're the capital, CC. Gaining on you. Moving in on you. Moving all around you. Hey, CC. They say you jive and game and can't be changed. But on the positive side, you're my piece of the rock and I love you, CC. Can you dig it? We didn't get our 40 acres in the mule, but we did get you, CC. Moving in on around you gaining on you feel the funk getting the fuck feel the mother love all that jazz getting down blood to blood players to ladies the last percentage count was 80 you don't need a bullet when you got the ballot are you up for the downstroke cc and when they come to march on you tell them to make sure they have their james brown pass and don't be surprised if ali is in the white house Reverend Ike, Secretary of Treasure, Richard Pryor, Minister of Education, Stevie Wonder, Secretary of Fine Arts, and Miss Aretha Franklin, the First Lady. Are you out there, CC? Chocolate City is no dream. It's my piece of the rock, and I love you, CC. God bless Chocolate City and its vanilla suburbs. That has been my final thought. Yo, Drew, man, where can they find us at? <laughs> you can find me, Andrew Dill, on Facebook. You feel good about that, don't you? Yeah. I helped you out a little yeah. bit. Um, Twitter, Instagram, and 
Untap for beer. Untap. Django underscore nerd. DJNGO underscore NERD. Yo, what's up, y'all? Big Los 703. That's the IG. B I G L O S 703. Twitter, Los JM Sense. Oh, shit. It's my turn. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Yeah. So you can find me on IG, Untap, and Twitter. I am the real Marcel. Also, IG, Get So So Fit. Facebook, yeah, no. Anybody ready? For Diapers and Haircuts, the podcast, <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, DNH Podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, want to be a part of the show, um, anything you want us to speak on, topics, things of, things of that nature, anything over 140 characters, shoot us an email, dnhpodcast2019 at gmail.com. We appreciate everybody supporting us, loving us, listening to our topics, um, being our number one supporters. Uh, we can't do this without you all. Facts. It's the best way to say it. We appreciate you all in more ways, more ways than you all would know. <laughs> so we give you a very sincere thank you from the bottom of our heart. Be a friend, tell a friend. Like, share, subscribe us. Until then, we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace, love, and crop circles. Doing one time for me. Yee, yee.